Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Welcome to episode 26. Can you believe it? Episode 26. I am Nick DeCembri and I am with co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini. This is the Talk and Power podcast, 26. Now, I want to start by apologising for my uh, informal attire and running a bit late. No, you look fine. My, my baby boy spewed up all over me. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he seems to, for whatever reason, he, he prefers to spew up on me than his mum. <laughs> although, although she did say that he spewed up on her as well so so for those of you that don't have children um, immunization is pretty much compulsory these days yeah. and part of the immunization is they give them uh, this uh, biological living biological virus the ro rotunda or something mm, on it. that's it yep. something like that um, and basically if you get any of their feces in any way on you yeah <laughs> you will suffer badly as i have the last few days i remember that actually <laughs> i remember them telling us about that as well when we when we had kids so yes yes it's nasty stuff so nick uh it was a big big weekend for elections for elections yeah yeah we had three big elections. we did yeah sorry yeah. i didn't know we were going down that path tonight but there you go yeah <laughs> i always try and take you on uh, you, you did you <laughs> magical did. mystery tours so it's interesting south australia has changed government well, after 16 years well i was gonna say out of those three elections we you know we all know that one of them was rigged which one was that well the south australian one you surely you're not <laughs> suggesting that the uh, the russian election was rigged <laughs> but uh, i don't know if you know the story with the south australian election as you know the the outgoing uh, mr weatherall mm. he, he's just a he's not premier anymore he's just mr weatherall yep um, and he made that quite clear that he is a civilian yep but he's still elected i understand how he's he's a civilian but anyway anyway Anyway. All right. Well, tonight we're doing something a little bit different. I put a post out on Facebook about, I don't know, a couple of hours ago and asked for some questions. If you had any questions, put oh, in the comments. I thought so, we were going to start with the MotoGP. We are. We are. We're not going to... But I'm just... So our listeners, they stay on board. Oh, because I was going to say, on. speaking of missiles... <laughs> anyway. Sorry. That segue was, was too good to be true. You just killed it. That's, that's dead. <laughs> Look, we had our first race from Qatar and the MotoGP. What an awesome race it was. I must say, only because Ducati won, I guess, what we're saying that. Isn't it amazing that they've had this off-season, mm. right, rule changes, and it feels like yep. we're just into the next round after the last round of last season. Well, well this <laughs> round was almost a carbon copy of three rounds we had last year as well. We had Davizioso and Marquez swapping paint on the last corner, and oh, it was so tight. I actually thought Marquez had him, but... 
the the Ducati went on the inside and and had to run down to the to the finish line basically. So Dovi, yeah, Dovi, yeah, no, Dovi. Good, good to see him win. It was a, a bit of a late race for us in Western, or even East, in the Eastern states would have even been later. So Qatar at night time, really interesting that. The tyre degradation, I think, became an issue for a number of riders, to be honest. Do you know what the track temp was? No, I don't, no. Because, no. I, I mean, there's two things that are going to... Well, there's three things that are going to really chop your tyre. Mm. The first thing is the actual finish of the track. Yep. The smoother the track, the more rubber that's on it, the better it's going to be on the tyre, I would imagine. Mm. I'm just I'm just thinking well, theoretically here. Uh, obviously, the more corners mm. are going to wear the tyre, right? And, and heat has got to play into it, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, uh, the, the surprising one out of this was um, uh, Zarco. Yeah, yeah. Early lead, mm. like we've seen him do so many times, great starter. But you would think that by now, you know, everyone talks about how good he is at conserving the tyres, but he always seems to end up at the end of the race with no tyre. <laughs> The tyre really fell off the wall for him really at a, at a great rate of knots, and it was disturbing. It was actually... Yeah, it was really disappointing to see him go out like that, actually, to be honest, so, so quickly. So for those that, that don't know, Davizioso Ducati, number mm, one. Yep. Mark Marquez, Honda, number two. Mm. Our man, Valentino Rossi. Really close third. Like, I mean, he was probably two or three bike lengths behind. Yeah. Yep. First and second was like a half a length, wasn't it? If that. If that. I, I'm probably <laughs> being over-ambitious saying half a length. I don't even reckon A tyre. Yeah. yeah we were half a tyre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good to see Crutchlow up there. Yeah, as well. Carl Crutchlow fourth yeah, on the Honda, yeah. and, and Petrucci. Petrucci. Yeah. yeah, yep. On, yeah. So great result for Ducati, mm. and um, you know, great result for Honda as well. Yeah, no, it was good to see, and we were off to a great start, the Dukes. So it was a good way to start the season. So. NHRA. You want to talk about the NHRA? No, we can talk about <laughs> yeah, No, no, want. we'll talk about the NHRA. The only reason why I talk about the NHRA was it was a fair bit happening at the NHRA. We had our boy, a uh, good Australian boy, Richie Crampton, one in top fuel, went up against the boss's nephew in round one. That was a really close race. Super tight. But uh, his round two and round three, they were a bit of a fizzo. We had, yeah, this is the uh, Coletta team, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. he's driving for Coletta now and um, come up against Dougie in round one yep. and, and got the um, got the win there. I know you want to get on talking about ProMod, so let's... Yeah, no. <laughs> well, before we get to ProMod, uh, a, a big shout-out also to Hector Arana Jr., 200 mile an hour, first in pro-stock bike ever. Oh, that's crazy. So. Those guys have suffered for so long with the rules. Mm. They've always gotten a bad deal out of the rules. Yeah. Um, they're on the bills, I believe. Mm. Yeah. And, and and for whatever reason, the Harleys get, you know, and it, I mean, they should be the same thing, really. Yeah. yeah. But, but the Harleys get uh, some rule advantage for some reason. So that's great. That's great for them to be. Big milestone, Pro Stock Motorcycle. Is, yeah. Big milestone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Funny Car, Jack... Beckman won over Matt Hagen. The interesting thing about uh, Nitro Funny Car was the amount of explosions. So John Force, three events in a row, blown, blown at sky high, it set the body off the, the chassis. 
Wow. Yeah, three events in a row. So Have they figured out what is causing it? No, they haven't. And the the funny thing was Matt Hagen also came up against Robert Height and they had two engine failures side by side and that actually made for some great photography, to be honest. Yeah. That's all it made Sometimes uh, it can be component failure. Like Mm. they're they're following a a trend. So a while back in... um, uh, Top Alcohol, this is in Australia, and Top Alcohol and Top Door Slammer, they went to these really lightweight intake valves. Yep. And um, they, you know, had a lot of failures, like a lot of engines dropping valves. Mm. Um, now, on an alcohol engine, it's, you know, they still put the panel out, but on a nitro engine, mm, mm. you don't want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. drop the intake valve. But it'd be interesting to see if the NHRA um, puts out a press release yeah. or, you know. Yeah, so... And... Um, so, pro mod, we had Stevie Fast and Mike Castellana qualified one and two. Mike was number one, uh, Stevie Fast number two. Um, so they... You would expect that this time of the year because yeah. the air's good. Yeah, yeah. This was in Florida too. Yeah. So, reasonably warm. Well, even though it's winter over there, it's still... It's still going to be cooler than, yeah, you know, here, the, yeah, mi- of course. the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, Stevie, our boy Stevie, went out in the second round against Chad Green. He's got a nitrous Corvette, lost to him in the second round. And Castellana went into the semis, uh, but lost against the uh, Ricky Smith. So, so two two nitrous cars took out two blown cars. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So we had Mike Janice and Ricky Smith um, in the final of uh, Pro Mod. Uh, Ricky Smith went on to win in that. Ricky Smith also announced new sponsorship this week, Bahrain One Racing. So his car is looking even more like Stevie Fast. Yeah, I mean, Steve's car looked like Ricky Smith's car yeah. from day dot. Yeah. Now they must look identical. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, um... <laughs> so, so how cool is this, right? You've got turbocharged cars. Mm. You've got supercharged cars. You've got nitrous cars, mm. right? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, the... So, the, the qualifying, number one, Mike Castellana, 5.75 with a three, mm. right? Number 16, okay, because they run a 16-car field over there, yep. right? Uh, Pete Farber, mm-hmm. Dodge Daytona, yep. right? So, once again, a compl- million different body styles in Pro Mod. 587 with a five. Yeah. That's crazy. I've got to be honest with you. I didn't... I cut out the 16, 17 down, but they were fairly tight. Even... uh, I I cut it out. I didn't put them on the notes, but it was fairly tight. Just below... Just over a tenth of a second spread out over 16 Mm. cars. That is just how close the competition is there. And to think how many different body styles, Mm. how many different engine combinations... And how many different types of power adders? Mm. Isn't that just unbelievable? Oh, I think it's, it's amazing. Incredible. They're, they're, they're on top of their game, the NHRA, and and the teams are on top of their game as well. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And hence why we have so many NHRA crew chiefs tuning <laughs> to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That these days, if you want to run in Door Slammer, mm. you need to have an American car. Mm. An American crew chief, mm. an American suspension guy, an American tuner, American tune-up, American pump, American engine. Well, you pretty much, what you're better off doing is just getting one of those teams, flying them over here, yeah. and then hiring the drive. I guess that would be a cheap one. <laughs> Do you reckon immigration have probably made a new box on the form saying, 
door slammer tuna in particular. <laughs> you know, if you you can't get a green card in America as a drag racer. Oh, really? No, nah, yeah, you okay. can't. I can bet. I wonder whether you can. Four, five, six visa. <laughs> I don't know how those guys are doing. Crew, crew chief. <laughs> Another good news story: the Gator Nationals. They actually had a record crowd there on the Saturday. It was a, a lockout or whatever they call a lockout. Yeah, that's so fantastic. It was. So it's really good to see that, that a re- record crowd in front of Pro Mod. That really excites me, actually. See, Donald Trump. Mm. He's made drag racing great again. Making it great again. So, yeah, that was really, really good thing to see. Do you reckon it's because they ran ProMod? Get rid of ProStock. ProStock needs to go. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you, actually, but I, I, I'm not close enough to the situation. It to needs that to question, go. But... It just needs to go. <laughs> you know. Tanner Gray actually won the final in uh, ProStock. Oh, way, did he? Over Bo Butner. Yep. Okay. Mm, yeah. They're very rich, the Gray family, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. Super wealthy. Yep. yep. And and he's got his own engine development program. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. pretty cool. Hmm. But his dad used to drive Nitro Funny Cars. That's correct, yeah. 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 See, really, in the whole scheme of things, Nitro is just too expensive. Mm. Because, you know, I, I had a discussion with uh, a, a well-known engine builder who you know does a lot of nitro stuff and i said why don't they just build the engine stronger mm. you know because the thing is when they detonate or they drop cylinders they squash bearings they push head gaskets out blah, blah, blah. and the reality is that it doesn't matter how strong you make it it's just going to find the next weakest yeah. thing or it's going to you know explode so dramatically that it'll kill people and so mm. on so maybe it's time to put nitro away yeah yeah you well, know these alcohol is pretty fast it is, and it's interesting to see with these engine blowups what the cause of that is in those in those funny cars. It's been quite, and a bit of a we problem. can go back to running the full quarter mile mm. instead yeah, of thousand foot, yeah, thousand foot thing, yeah. which just the times don't make any sense anymore. No, no, nothing <laughs> makes sense in thousand foot. We can get the eighth mile thing, but we with that thousand foot. Oh come on! I don't want to see it go to eighth, please. No, no, no! I'm not suggesting that, <laughs> but I, I think there's that's a, what's going to happen. There's a following for eighth mile in certain. It's cheaper to build the track. Mm. <laughs> but I can, I can get the eighth mile thing, but I'm not getting the the thousand foot thing. We could, we could go back to racing at Ilanthia Street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamboree. I made a call out to the people at Jamboree and Sydney Raceway today to get some details on Jamboree. Up as we record this, there's still not a lot of info out there. I know the crowd didn't look great. I don't want to be. I wasn't there, but it was an awfully hot day in Sydney on on the weekend. Very hot. Was it? Yep. 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 Jeez, yep. it couldn't have been too bad. Old Rigoli just smashed the RB. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you know, you know what RB stands for for all of our uh, import listeners that that run the uh, trusty Nissan motor mm. stands for Rigoli Brothers. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so he was driving Billy Rahabs. Is that his? Yeah, that? Billy Rajab. Yeah, Rajab. Yep, yep, yep. His three hundred ZX and uh, yeah, seventy, six seventy. 670 at two hundred nine. Mm. Yeah, that was that was pretty. So, awesome so apparently, so the story goes, Anthony Matuk mm. has conceded defeat. Yep. Right? But he made an interesting comment saying that it, it took Dom three years to beat him. And I'd just like to clarify that, mm. that uh, you know, it didn't take Dom three years to, to beat him. Dom had already run quicker than him eight months ago. Yep. And he'd only had the car going for, I don't know, 12 months or so. Mm. 
So sorry, Anthony, but uh, you're wrong. <laughs> now, now the thing is, this car is a steel roof and quarter panel. Yeah. Factory firewall. Mm. Factory strut tower. So this is actually legal for I think the it's the class is called Osmod. Okay. Right, yep. Andrew class, uh, where you need to retain the strut towers, the the firewall. I'm pretty sure that that is a second under the index. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so for all the super stock races and comp races and super comp and sports compact, etc., Andrew races and mm. uh, IHRA, I guess at Sydney races, yep. you better hope that he doesn't decide to run this. Uh, the actual the history of the car, I couldn't, I couldn't honestly tell you. I know that um, the boys have only had it for, um, mm. you know, like a couple of years. Uh, it is still Billy's car. Yep. And um, basically, uh, Billy owns a, a panel shop, mm. right? So he carted the car up to Sydney. It was built, the actual chassis was built by um, John Lang, which okay. is... Uh, I think Fab Nine's the name of his business. I've dealt with him before. He's a pretty cool dude. Yep. And um, the boys have made some changes to it, a few changes here and there. Mm. And uh, it was just been a uh, finding a balance between the horsepower, making the horsepower, making it reliably, which they have now. I think they've done the last 10 passes, uh, eight of have been uh, like consistently in the sixes and not not yeah. like 699 like 680s and quicker type thing so you know i'd say that they've got a really good handle on it now and they still have a fair bit left to wind into it i reckon yeah if if you're listening get onto tony rigoli's uh facebook page and watch the video from there There's some great in-car footage and this is amazing how straight that car went i'm not taking anything away from the you know dom it was dom driving or tony dom dom, dom yeah dom. tony's the dad yeah I don't want to take anything away from him, but he, yeah, he's he, the car just drove so straight. It was really quite impressive to see. Um, the probably outstanding performance was Jeremy Martin in his VB Commodore with a 598 in his um, Proline-powered um, Commodore. Now, that car is... You're telling me it's been around for a while. I don't remember actually seeing it before. Is it in some in, in, in different carnation? No, no. Uh, when did I say that? Oh, okay. No, no. I I didn't. Somewhere, but no, no. I, I just uh, what I was saying is okay. So we're gonna we're gonna sidetrack here. Okay. Mm. So, Po Tung, yes, the, the Grudge King. Mm. He is having an event. When is it, Nick? Fourteenth of July. Fourteenth of July. Now, this is uh, one of probably, arguably, the greatest thing to happen to Australian drag racing ever. Full stop. No ifs, no buts. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, what Poe is proposing is is an eight. So I don't think I, don't, I think the date's locked in, but the actual final rules aren't locked in yet. Open for public commentary. I, yeah, on his Facebook page. That's correct. So yeah. Grudge King's Facebook page. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you can go and check it out. So basically, what he's proposing is an eighth mile race. Mm-hmm. Right. Fifty grand pot, fifty thousand dollars. I'm not talking about fifty thousand lira. Pistachio nuts. <laughs> fifty thousand Australian dollars. That is a lot of money. I mean, that is what we should be paying for, you know, door slammer and not for top alcohol. There's no suspension. There's no parts attrition on an alcohol car. 
But anyway, it's the sort of money we should be racing for. It's the sort of money they race for in America. That's correct, right? Yeah. 101000 at Don Long's yeah, Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Um, so, yeah, big thing, well and truly worth driving across a nullable, mm. right? And uh, uh, the rules that he has proposed so far is mm. basically the street outlaw rules, which are a steel roof and steel quarter panels. Yep, that's okay? correct. Yeah. Now... The uh, I'm not sure whether the Paul Mahoy at the uh, the orange Mustang, the old 105 car. I don't know whether that's steel roof or quarter panels. I, I don't know. Yep. Unfortunately, he crashed the car mm. at the uh, the Jamboree event. Did go six zero. Yep. So um, you know the car has run fives. I believe. Mm, yeah, five. that's gone fives. That one right? quite comfortably. Uh, but I believe Jeremy the Jet Martin. Mm. Uh, I believe that VB. Is still roof and quarter panels, right? Mm. John Zappier's old car, mm. Zap's Rat, because the one he drives now is Crusher. It, it's chopped, but it's still steel roof and quarter panels. When you say old car, it's not that old, is it? It's only from his car that he had seven or eight years ago? Because he changed to Crusher. Yeah, he changed to Crusher. I think that's been going... Well, I don't know. Yeah, probably seven or eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was the new... Yeah, it was the new he incarnation. Changed the, the new incarnation was 2000 or 2001. So that one was definitely still quarters. And I think he ran that for for a while. Yeah, yeah, for a long. It was the first five-second car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's still roof and quarters, mm. right? And my BA. Mm. And I reckon that that is the quickest... That list that I've just given you... Yeah. are the quickest cars in this country that are eligible. Right, Yours has got too much steel, if you want my opinion. What, steel doors, steel Yours boot? Steel everything. <laughs> well, at least when we show up there, they're not going to argue. Well, standard headlights and taillights <laughs> in yours as well. It has. It has mm. got standard Sorry, taillights I work. I, I anyway. digress, but he's anyway, anyway. got a lot of steel. So, um, I actually rang John today. Mm. Right, He was leaving to go to Adelaide, mm-hmm. Right, and we, we wish him all the best of luck. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting this round. Yeah. Because the the Western Nationals, that track, um, I've run at every track in Australia except for um, uh, Alice Springs mm. and Darwin. Mm. And I would have to say, without a doubt in my mind, that the Perth surface is the flattest, mm. um, smoothest most easy to prepare uh, track in in the country easily easily right Um, Adelaide uh, she's a bit of a goat track now I'm not saying that uh, Billy and the boys haven't run on goat tracks right because anyone that ran a PDRL or ADRL Mm. would have had to have run on a goat track at some stage or another but it's going to be very interesting to see how they go because you know it's not it's not your typical... And it used to be... Adelaide used to be the best track in Australia. It was like yeah. a sheet of glass. Yeah. But I don't think it's quite that good anymore. When you say Billy, you're referring to Billy Stockland. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, is currently 40 points behind. Mm. So, uh, he told me that, um, you know, he's not stressing at the moment. He's just... He's got a, a, a long-term plan. Um, so, we'll see what happens. But I don't want to take... We'll just quickly touch on it then. So it's, yeah, Paul Moyet on 494 points, John Zappi on 454. There's a significant jump down to Frankie Taylor at 289. But 
Next round is, as you said, this weekend, 23rd and 24th in Adelaide, and then they move over to Sydney on the 3rd and 4th of May in Willowbank. This is door slammer I'm talking about. Yeah. Sorry, pro slammer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're right. The, 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 the Americans are probably... You, you, yeah, I don't know. used to, to Adelaide that they're going to... Well, car. The, the thing is the... I know what you can do with a planetary drive transmission. Mm. You can't do that with one of them. So on the shift with a planetary drive, right, you can cushion it, mm. okay? You can actually bleed the air in and, and make it slide through the gear shift. Uh, with a Liberty transmission, which is a dog box, basically, yep. right? You can't do that. Mm. So you need to do it with the timing, right? Um, the problem with doing it with the timing is that you can unsettle the suspension. Yeah. You know, so it'll be interesting. Hey, look, that guy's pretty smart. And, you know, at, at the last round at the Western Nationals, I mean, they, they had half of the pro mod, like, <laughs> like you know, half of pro mod working on that car. Yeah. I think Todd Tuttle was working on the rear end, so... Mate, that my... actually, actually, you raise an interesting point there. We're saying that they're going to come here. I don't think they are. They'll be tuning by by mobile. They, they're not they're not in the position to come. Those guys, I would have thought. Just talking out. I'm thinking out loud here. Sweet Sixteen's on the same weekend. Trust me, right? No matter what anyone is paying them, Moitz will be paying them more. <laughs> we'll have to watch this space. <laughs> they, if, they, if we got some listeners they, out there that know. I just can't imagine I'm them coming here. I'm telling this you now that even if they had to hire lawyers to get them out of contract, they're leading the points, Nick. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give up that points lead. Well, well, Todd definitely. Oh, sorry. Hang on a sec. Todd or Ty, they definitely can't come because they're entered in Sweet Sixteen. Really? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. So they're not coming. And I'm really be really surprised if Mark was able to come as well. Savage, that is. Anyway, we'll, we'll watch this space. I don't think I don't think Mark would because Mark's a long time crew member of Steve, hey? Mm. Yeah, but, but Billy, Billy probably he might even still be here. Mm. Who knows? Anyway, we'll have to. If someone can tell us, that that would be nice to know. Well, we'll find out in due course. Anyway, so back to Jamboree. Anyway, mm. so yeah, if uh, anyone's got any ideas about this um, this event that Poe's going to run, mm. right? So how many cars? How many cars did I just run? You reckon? You reckon Mahoyot should be able to fix that thing? How bad was the crash? I it, it, it looked bad enough that it probably put them out for a couple of weeks, but not. They'll get it done by yeah. July, they got worry. plenty. Of, yeah. So Mahoyot, mm. Zap, mm. Uh, Jeremy Jet Martin. Mm. Um, myself. Yep. Who else? Who else has got a steel body car that's run, you know, like a five or close to a five? That's probably it, eh? Yeah. Hmm. If anyone wants to sponsor us... <laughs> there was an awkward pause, you may have noticed. Because yeah. I haven't got enough money to make it across the Nullarbor. We've got all these projects that we need to probably tie off on it yeah but you know you know but, but this yeah. is how we do it yeah, yeah this, this is how we've done it for the last 20 years <laughs> maybe this takes number one this goes to number one <laughs> this goes to no well i mean we were we were building the x275 car for the meeting that's been cancelled yeah so pfft. look we, we we got some questions on that as well so we'll, but yeah, yeah. with the po tongue deal i'd have to get an ihra tech wouldn't i mm, yeah and an ihra license i guess 
do I have to go to America to get that? <laughs> or can I fly someone over from Sydney to take the car? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. The, the next question is, right, part of the reason I haven't raced it is I don't have carbon brakes because mm. you need them over 225 mile an hour. Yeah. Right? And um, because I'm only running the eight, mm. <laughs> do I need carbon brakes? I don't know. You Probably should not. not. No, Probably no, shouldn't. Have thought so. you got plenty of braking room there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Watch this space, everyone. We'll, we'll have to fill you in that on where we're at with that. So we, we really want to bring you more information about Jamboree, mm. but we can't. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, I made a call to the to the track and to the people at Jamboree, and uh, yeah, I'll get to you back. So, well, the track basically said to contact Jamboree, and we just wanted some results and some, some stories from the weekend. But yeah, anyway, that's we move on. Moving on. TX2K, roll racing. I don't mind the roll racing thing. I think it's reasonably interesting. They had a huge meet in Texas at the Royal Purple Raceway. Now, if someone ever said to me before this that the Royal Purple Raceway was 4,400 foot long, I would never have believed them in a million years. But there you go, it is. It's 4,400 foot long, so it makes a perfect venue for roll racing. I'm just doing the maths. Mm. I'm doing the maths because you got thirteen twenty is the drag strip. Yeah, here I can. We can. We can read. We can read it out here. The notes. The notes. Are, so cars race for fifteen hundred foot. So we're not talking quarter mile here. We're talking that the cars actually race over fifteen hundred foot, and they have two thousand two hundred feet to slow down. That gives them four hundred foot to to stage. I guess stage themselves along their opponent if we if we started from the corner mm. right went through the staging lanes yeah well think? that's what to be honest with you that's what these guys were doing they were they were starting like a bit further back in the staging lanes they weren't starting from the where yeah, they traditionally so, so start the 400 foot mark would be where the bridge is i tell you you wouldn't want no, to it wasn't that. that far back wasn't that far back it was i was just sort of under the bridge in respect to our track. They were starting from, oh, just under... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they we, get, we could do it here. Mm, yeah, okay. If we started at the end of the staging lanes, but you yeah. wouldn't want to hit that bridge at 60 mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the guys from Underground Racing, they're... Underground. 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 Yep. What did I say? Did I say underground? Underground, you did. Sorry about that. <laughs> Which brings us back to our earlier conversation about William Street and in the cross. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the guys from Underground Racing actually won, so they made it to the final. Those guys. So yeah, now this is roll racing is still first to the the finish line, not not highest speed. So those guys were getting up to two hundred. The highest speed was two hundred and twenty nine mile an hour. Not a bad effort, I thought. Uh, so, so these are the times that they yeah their 200, times two hundred twenty nine mile an hour, nearly mm. two hundred thirty mile an hour, mm. uh, but the times are pretty slow. Well, they you you're right over fifteen hundred foot. Given that you're already up to sixty, 60 mile an hour, or well, sixty to sixty five mile an hour, eight point three two. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much. Most of the quick street cars, all the radial cars, nearly could beat these guys. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I think you're, I think you're mocking the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini Brigade, probably a bit hard. But I, I actually lo- like the concept of it, and um, 
that had a good live feed on it as well over over the weekend. It was quite an interesting. So event all, to all watch. four cars in the semi-final were yeah, twin turbo man. hurricanes. <laughs> Jeez <laughs> Louise! Yeah, yeah, they were. Anyway, well, that's yeah. I mean, so so just so for those of you that don't follow this, me included, <laughs> the, the rules are that these things need to be full street cars. Yeah, they're um, they have to run treaded tires. Mm. Uh, no drag radials are permitted. Mm. Um, no fiberglass. No fiberglass. That's ridiculous. The whole car's made out of carbon fiber. How can you say something like that? That's yeah. a stupid rule. Whoever makes the rules, you're an idiot. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, we can't we can't allow your Camaro to have a fiberglass bonnet. You know, even though the Lamborghini is a completely carbon fiber car. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You know what it is? You don't want to be embarrassed by some American muscle. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Anyway, we got Formula One starting this weekend in, in Melbourne. Okay, now now I just might I like to I like to say something here, Nick. So a lot of drag races, yeah. right? Yeah. They, you know, take the piss out of circuit races. Mm. You know? Dom Rigoli, he always says to me, and, and because he does a lot of circuit racing cars, time attack, etc. And when we get into an argument with one of the races about drag races versus circuit racing, he always says, you know, listen, if you can turn the corner, you're not going fast enough on the straight, right? <laughs> so that's his philosophy. And many drag racers feel that circuit races are pussies, right? Formula One now has got them wearing thongs. <laughs> Literally, they're literally wearing dogs. I I understand that this uh, halo is yeah, that what halo. they call yeah, it. Yeah. For those of you that haven't seen, I'm sure Nick's going to post up some photos. Yeah, I will. Right. Um, I I saw the practice the other day, mm. and I tell you what, I could not believe my. I was, I I, I was like, what the hell is. I don't even understand how they can see with that thing in front of them. Yeah, yeah, it is quite intrusive, I must admit. It looks like they're wearing jocks <laughs> over the cars. <laughs> and I actually, look, when I saw it, I thought, geez, that looks like a thong, <laughs> you know, like a double plugger. <laughs> That's what it looked like. And t- you tell the story because I can't have a straight face. While I just... Lo and behold, thong manufacturer is Gandhi have come on board the McLaren Formula One team. And are sponsoring uh, Fernando Alonso's car this weekend for the Melbourne Grand Prix in uh, the Gandhi. Okay, so we've seen it with the kids' beds. Mm. They have the Formula One kids' beds. Yeah. Right? Are we going to see Formula One shaped thongs oh, now? No doubt. No doubt. They've already released a special edition thong. Now. Yeah, but know. they're trying to do it classy. We need something really <laughs> ridiculous. Really. Like really. Beachcombers. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, no, but with the big tires and that, you know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah, no. When I saw that, I said you'd have a chuckle. And I thought some of our listeners would have a chuckle as well. I was just I was like, oh, what the hell? What? And then, I, like, I thought it was just one car, some sort of aerodynamic aid. They found that, you know, positioning this dumb thing in front of the driver so he can't see somehow diffuses the air over the window. No, they all had it. They, they all, all had it. Yep, no. So, so, so this, season this is designed so that in case you run into a deer, it yeah. deflects it off the, the driver. Is that correct? I, I think it's if you run into a tyre, a bouncing tyre, or if the car was to roll. For me, if you're going to do this, mm. why don't you put like a, 
a jet cockpit like they're that, using in top fuel. That's and, exactly right. And a lot of people are even saying that even a, a windscreen, yeah, just a little windscreen is going to mm. deflect stuff. Yeah, you know, it looks ridiculous, mm. right? And uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, <laughs> they'll only get a year out of this. I can tell you now, this will be 2019. We won't be having this discussion. But I, I think it's fantastic the um, the Americans running Formula One because there's no way in the world. <laughs> That the Europeans would nah, 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 nah. And but, you've got to wonder whether there's an Australian occupational health and safety person on the team as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're going to need to slow them down. <laughs> but I, I can, I can assure you, I reckon we only see a year of this. I'm, I'm almost positive of that. Have the drivers said anything yet? I think their commentary has been. Like most of the drivers, politically correct and in line with what the Formula One people would want them to say all right so so uh this round is also a points round for the v8 supercars that's correct yeah yeah that's good. now i'd like to point out while we're on the subject of the v8 supercars mm. channel 10 rpm mm. have ripped us off we got yeah. a new segment you were telling me about we got a new segment with jack perkins and i don't know who the other guy is some famous touring car driver but <laughs> someone <laughs> basically talking shit like we do oh yeah right and mm. now and now even Rusty's come along. He's got his own podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, fellas, it's too late. Talking power to the front. We've been doing this for ages. 26 episodes. 26 episodes. Work it out. We're up to... We've been doing this every two weeks. 26 times two is 52. Over a year. It's just Over a year. coming on to a year. What RPM should have done is hide us. Yeah, that's right. Because no one can talk shit as good as we can. <laughs> so if you're listening at Channel 10, or anyone's listening that has... <laughs> Stakesy, Stakesy needs to to do something with Seven or Hutchie, Hutchie, Craig Hutchison, Croc Media. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We need to get him on board. Do we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's taking over SEN. He's taking over what? SEN. What's SEN? Sports, sports radio station in Melbourne. Oh. Mm. They need a motor in. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're a good fit for them. Yeah. We could do it from birth. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to be there. No. Yeah. No, Hutchie. A lot, yeah, of we can I look like Hachi. a lot of people say that I have a striking resemblance to him. Hoon capital of the world thing, you know? Now we have Formula E. <laughs> That's the electric one, yeah? That's the electric one. I How's watched that it. going? It's actually quite It's quite competitive. John Harry Vern won the latest race. They're up to round six already. They actually started, I don't understand, but they started, their 2018 season started, started in 2017. Ah, well, see, it's the future, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. That's why. So, See, you're not getting it. You're not getting so, it. So, anyway, they're up to round six already. Um, this was from Uruguay. Jean-Eric Verne and Lucas Degrassi. Well, I tell you what, what a last lap, these two. You, you say it was close in the MotoGP. Watch these two in their last lap. I mean, banging. And, and the, these cars, are, are. I thought, were reasonably fragile. And I guess they are. But they, they, these two were not leaving anything on the table. Uh, the are they allowed lap. to do that? I don't know. There was no, there was no penalty for There's either no, of them. Probably no rules. Nah. And I, I was amazed by the, you know, at the end of the race, how. Do they look like a Formula One car? Yeah, yeah, similar, similar. They've got more of an opening at the front, so they have two wings at the front, one on the top and one on the bottom, and a, a sort of a void in the middle, so they're getting better downforce. But I was, I was more amazed by how close these cars were at the end of the race. 
you know, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was awesome, and I'm really looking forward to the next race is actually in Rome. Now it was a, a really enjoyable thing to watch. It's all online, so get get onto the Formula E website. You got to register. Doesn't cost you anything, however, and you can watch it online. You can watch race highlights as well. So I think that's the future, obviously, of sport. Anyway, I mean that's another discussion for another day, but very very interesting. We need to get onto some questions. Okay. Did you did you have something you want to? No, we got we got a we got. So no, we always get it in early, Nick. <laughs> always always want to start with the on the front foot. <laughs> wow, we got we got quite a few questions here, so we need to we need to get through this. Now we have something we're trying out this for this podcast was we I put a, some commentary out on Facebook to ask us your questions so we've got quite a few here so we, we need to really motor right along here. Alex asked, "Will Zapier be able to beat Moit's crew? Hopefully, we'll get another great final." I agree, Alex. I think given the Adelaide surface as we spoke about before i think that'll be a good equalizing factor for yeah it's going to be really testing for the moitz team because you know when you run at the motorplex you're running on um, i i would have to and people are going to say i'm biased right but to be honest with you if i'm going to bag a track out i'm always going to bag the motorplex mm. right because i've had to deal with the management there yeah right? so uh I, like i said i've raced at all the tracks except for darwin and alice springs yep. and I would have to say 100% this is the best racing surface uh, in the country, bar none. Yep. Um, so to go from that to Adelaide, and I don't know that Adelaide's changed since the last time I was there, it'll be very, very interesting to see you know, how they go. It'll be very testing on the Moitz team. Zap, on the other hand, has raced there on a number of occasions, mm. and I, I could be wrong, but I think he's undefeated. Yeah, at, at Adelaide. So this could be an equaliser. Um, they moved to Sydney after that. Mm. Um, yeah. Now Sydney, the the surface is pretty good, but it is very bumpy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're right, Sydney. Yep, that's on the and and then Queensland. Now Queensland was considered the best track in Australia, mm. um, and they resurfaced it, and it's not really come up to scratch. So you can still run very fast at those two tracks. Don't get me wrong, mm. but it's it sort of, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Can he do it? We've seen him come from further back than this at this point in the season. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the difference is that uh, uh, these guys are really approaching this problem with a checkbook, which mm. is not something that we've seen in this scale before in this class. Yeah. Uh, no one has ever come along and thrown this kind of money. We've seen pro stock where they've thrown a lot of money mm. um you know u.s engine programs and so on um and you know u.s cars but um not door slammer yeah you know we've had some people spend a lot of money but not high, to the point of hiring crew chiefs and mm. you know and yeah. that car's got a lot of good gear on it yeah you know yeah. So, may I can't. I, I'm I'm hoping that he can, mm. and um, we're 100 percent behind. I know Nick Nick and I are both 100 mm. percent behind uh, Zap, and you know we wish him all the luck in the world. Because in drag racing, you're better off being lucky than you are good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael asks a couple of questions here, so I will. Can we get? He goes, "Hi guys, great podcast. Here are my few questions. Can we get Dave on Married at First Sight?" 
that's really a question for Dave. And and you're assuming that there's going to be another series of Married at First Sight. Simon, I could almost guarantee you London to a brick that there will be as another series of Married at First Sight. That is one of the most popular shows on TV. Yeah. It's huge. It's a juggernaut. I don't I don't watch it myself, but I I have to watch it. I oh, do. You? Yeah, yeah. You see, I don't know if you remember uh, at the wedding the the um the first dance the song that we chose it's the adam sandler mm-hmm. song and and it says in that i'll even share the remote control <laughs> it's called well, it's called growing old with you for those who don't you know <laughs> so unfortunately uh, that is the show that she wants to watch yeah. and that is the trade off to uh, making her watch Radio Racing. <laughs> there you go, Michael. Um, there was a bit of a curveball thrown last night where one of the guys said, no, nah, I don't want to be with you. And yep. then the girl said the same thing. And then they were happy. And I was like, that was kind of weird. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we, we can give it a go. I mean, you can certainly, uh, Michael, you can certainly nominate Dave. Dave, for those that don't know, is the the good-looking gentleman that is in our Camry videos. He's single and available. Very so, eligible. Yeah. yeah great catch. Yeah. Great catch. Real family guy. Mm, yeah. So for all those young ladies out there that are mm. looking for a, a great guy, Dave is available. Yeah. Yeah, Michael's second question, Birdman or Stevie for Sweet 16? I'm going with Stevie, of course. Yeah, I was I going Stevie. Well, Stevie yeah. is not even... That's not even a question. Yeah, Michael, what were you thinking? I know. <laughs> I know. Joking, Michael. And his third question is Blitz XY going LS like all the other sheep? That's not even a question. No. Lady Bird has told me it's going LS for Street Outlaws in Perth. No LS. Well, there's no Street Outlaws now. Yeah. Now, this is the next question is not a question, a statement from our good sponsor, Jamie at Shift Kits Australia. He says, he doesn't ask a question, he says, if the XY goes LS, I'm pulling my sponsorship yeah, off the Camry. Yeah, and so he should. Yeah. So he should. Yeah, so no... Joking. On the other hand, if we put an LS in the Camry, yeah. sideways, <laughs> then, you know... What are your thoughts on that, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Reply to that, will you? I'm keen on that. Our <laughs> new sponsor, CRD Nitrous. Will you boys be giving any commentary of the Kenda Radio Racing Queensland as there are a few WA boys heading over there to race? There is a few WA boys... Well... There is one confirmed WA boy. So who who do we? It's Lorenzo. Lorenzo Galotto is going. Uh, is, no? is he? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't uh, know I believe Lopo yeah. is. Oh, oh yeah, Josh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, it would be. See, the the problem that I have with uh, the radial racing in this country mm. is that you know, like you look at Door Slammer, right? We have to carry another hundred pounds. Yeah, as opposed to the NHRA, um, but we can run the screw blower at 106 over mm. C rotor. Uh, sorry, D rotor, not yep. the C rotor. D rotor. That's the smaller uh, rotor diameter. The um, the C rotor, as opposed to so the D rotor is smaller than the C. Yes. So they are still fairly comparable, right? And you look at the numbers with Zapier and the Moitz guys in the 60s. You know, it's like it's comparable. You can sort of go, yeah, it's probably a tenth in it. I mean, Zap's car is a HQ. It's hardly, yeah. you know, aerodynamic deal. When you start talking about the radial racing, it's not comparable. Yeah. Now there are some really cool cars coming online. Um, Scott from Mtron's involved with a, a twin turbo Tirana. They've still got front rails. Um, there's some cars out there. Um, 
the you know we have this thing in australia where we keep changing the rules to suit the you know once again the noisy minority mm, you know then yeah. we've seen it happen in door slammer where the overhangs got longer and longer mm. and the cars got narrower and lower and now all these u.s bodies that you know were no way legal before are suddenly legal um you know the, the way the five-speed transmissions and the lock-up converters and all this stuff you know so i i don't i don't know that we would be doing australia any favors if we covered races like that uh, i think that if we if we get a serious even if it's just a 275 class mm. uh, any class where the rules are the same as the americans and we're running comparable numbers then mate i'd, I'd be 100 percent behind it yeah but at this stage the only thing that we got to offer is the occasional fuel run because we still run the quarter mile yeah at, at you know some tracks um, our door slammer, you can't argue with the door slammer. The door slammer is as good as it, it gets. You know, like we're, uh, we're probably spaced, you know, a tenth and a half over eight, right? Which is still, when you consider the money that's involved yeah. to run these cars and the fact that everything we buy costs twice as much because we're in Australia. So we got the, we got the, the, the fact that the dollar is down and the fact that we've got to pay 10% GST and the freight. So mm. it works out roughly double. You take that all into consideration. I think that anyone that's running door slam and qualifies in this country, you know, should hold their head up and be proud of their achievements. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually spoke to um, the Danini boys today. Oh yeah, because they're yep. a distributor for uh, uh, a brand of blower belt, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I congratulated them on their achievements mm. with both cars. Yeah. Outstanding, yeah. outstanding. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. to, to run an eighty with that car. That's incredible. With their mm. limited budget to qualify, I mean, you think about the teams that they knocked out. Mm. There's yeah. some big teams with yeah, some well. big money, you know. So, um, you know, watch this space. I mean, if things change with the the way the radio racing is going, uh, I, I think it's a great series. But you know, I don't, yeah. I don't really. And besides that, they're IHRA tracks, mm. um, and you know, we kind of made a bit of a pact at the beginning of this that you know we'll support the the door slammer series but we're more you know towards andra mm. you know maybe one day it'll go back to andra yeah um and andra being uh the limp biscuits that they are they'll probably make a radial class mm. you know especially if rocket decides to sponsor it yeah yeah so that's what you you guys you know all you radio races what you should do is you talk to graham cowan yep about an Aeroflow radio class because then you know you'll get coverage in all the major newspapers and mm. Andrew will make special rules for you. <laughs> this probably le- uh, lends into Do- Gavin's question: uh, Should WA drag racers hop on board the MX two three five class? Okay, so so look, this is a bit of a continuation of that question. You're mm. right, and and here, here is where the problem lies, right? I'm all for us coming up with some sort of class that we can all run in, right? But we need to have a set of rules that we're going to stick to and we're going to need to weigh the cars and Mm. do capacity checks. And as soon as you talk about doing that, you're going to scare three quarters of the races away, right? Because a lot of them bullshit about how much their cars weigh and a lot of them bullshit about how big their motors are. You know what I mean? So uh, if, if... you could get if you could get all those guys to agree to that then you might have a chance 
Um, but then what's going to happen is when they do conform, they're suddenly going to realise how slow their cars are. Because, I mean, the numbers they run in that 235 class are ridiculous. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're deep into the fours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Did that's... You, someone went a six or something, low low six. You, know, I'm a, you see what I mean? Like, we can't compete with that, you know? I could be wrong, but I thought someone on a... I, I, I thought that they were into the fours yeah. over the eight, which yeah, yeah. you know is is uh, yeah in the sixes, you yeah. know low seven sixes on a two three five. That's I'd crazy. have to check, Gavin. I'd have to go over the radial versus the world at lights out nine, but I, I, I'm positive someone went four forty. I'll be honest with you. I think that right now the smartest thing the Motorplex could do is dump the uh, radial all together. Mm. Dump that class, right? Dump top sportsmen. Run them all in super sedan. Get the numbers up. Yep. Right? If the guys, you know, think that they can't be competitive, you know, the lay box is probably about the same price as one of their injectors. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's really that simple. If they can't get them up on boost and all of that crap, well, you know, what did you build the car for? If you mm. built it for radial racing then find somewhere that runs radial racing seriously, not, you know, we'll just grab anyone's car, even if, you know, I mean, you, you think about guys like Kevin Bolton, naturally aspirated uh, street, like he drives that thing, like not every day, but he could, he did at one stage drive it every day. It's by the way. Yeah, well, you know, like how is he meant to compete against a four-link uh, lightened, twin turbo car you know mm. there's no parity there and that's the problem that i got so then if if you say oh well let's run what you brung okay so i'll put a set of radials on my ba and i'll show up at the track and then all of you blokes are going to whinge and go oh that's not fair well it's not fair to kevin now is it mm. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so i i think that um you know until you have some sort of parity until you can nail these guys down and make them commit that we're going to do capacity checks, we're going to weigh the cars, and we're going to come up with a set of rules, right? Whether they be our own rules or national rules and make it fair, right? Even if it's like, or we'll give them, you know, X amount of tenths for, because, I mean, the, the theory is every 100 pounds is a tenth of a second. Mm. You know what I mean? So something like Kevin's that's like 38, whatever, 100 pounds up against, you know, one of the other cars down there, say, 3,000. Maybe they should give them eight tenths on the start line. Mm. But... Nonetheless, uh, the next step is, do you run eliminations or do you run this, you know, bullshit format where uh, it's the guy who does the quickest run or, or no, whatever? I, I mean, I, I think the answer to that is eliminations. I, yeah, I but, but unfortunately, you've got to understand, we live in a society of underachievers. We live in a society where me, we reward mediocrity. Look up mediocrity if you're born after 2000, right? <laughs> mediocre it means that we reward people because they just showed up right and that and that stems that's because of bad parenting mm. this is where it all comes from like oh how come my kid didn't get a gold ribbon because he finished last yeah <laughs> right but, but the radial racing has come from a background of oh it's win or lose you know what i mean that and yeah and that's the thing that's that's the whole <clears throat> problem with drag racing right now is that we're shying away from this uh, eliminations and going to this three-round format. Oh, because we want all the cars to be out there. Oh, you know, it's hard to get a sponsor. Win some races. Mm. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Win some races and then your car will be in front of the crowd. And then the crowd will go, okay, that, that, that team is obviously the best. Yeah. Instead of going, didn't they just lose? Why yeah. are they back out here yeah. again? Yeah. You know? So this is my opinion about what we need to do. We need to bolster the super sedan class. Get rid of top sportsmen. Get rid of the radio. Put them all in super sedan. If you don't want to run, stiff shit. Leave your car at home. So we, we want to see cars going, like, look at the radial cars in America, the, the 315 class. Mm. They're going 10.9 to 60. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, and then, then the argument is, yeah, but we haven't got the track to do that. All right, so now we're back to where we started. Put slicks on your car running super sedan. <laughs> Get on with it. Yeah. You know, and for the top sportsman guys, right, oh, we don't want to race slow cars. Well, I don't know. Go into comp. Build a class car. Bolster the numbers in Superstock. Bolster the numbers in Competition Eliminator. You know what I mean? You want to race backdoor racing? Top comp, a top sportsman isn't backdoor racing, right? Competition Eliminator and Superstock yeah. is, is backdoor racing. So, and it, it's not hard now. It's not like when we were doing it where you had to invent it all yourself. Now you just buy it. You just mm. write a checkbook. So the money that you just spent on your bloody top sportsman car right buy a, a motor that fits a class and run it in that class now you've got automatic classes mm, yeah you know what i mean so you don't need to know about clutches and at the end of the day a lot of these top sportsman races the money that they've spent and the people that they've hired to help the cars go down the track right they could have been running in competition eliminator yeah. could have been running a altered production automatic mm. you know what i mean so i don't i think that what's happened is we have, as a sport, we've let all these idiots infiltrate and they've ruined it. And now the crowd doesn't get it anymore. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, oh. You know, like I reckon if enough people built Toyota Camrys and we found a sponsor, we could go to the Motorplex and go, well, you know, this is bullshit. We don't want to race our front-wheel drive Camrys against uh, the Super Sedan guys or Super Street. We want our own class, you know, <laughs> radial Camry. And they'll probably do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that radial racing is a cool deal when you're at the level where Stevie yeah. Fast and yeah. those guys are, the X275, you know, they're all five-second cars, yeah. man. Yeah, 370s. You got, I mean, I, the door slammer, go and have a look at the results. I don't know if they even show the half-track results anymore. I don't but, yeah, you'd be, you'd, you'd be surprised how many cars don't even run, you know, the three-second mark at yeah. 660, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean... I, I would back any, I don't care what size tyre you, you if you want to come up with a class right and it's whatever the rules are then I'll back it mm -hmm. right but there has to be parity in the rules you can't have one guy with a 650 cubic inch twin turbo car that's you know back hard this that and the other racing another guy that's got an untubbed Camaro mm -hmm. with a naturally aspirated single four barrel yeah, you know yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me it's like well, let me guess who's going to win, you know? So just put slicks on, go run in Super Sedan and, you know, cut a light and actually learn the art of drag racing, learn the actual art of, you know, playing the game at the top end, cutting a light, mm -hmm. learn to use a practice tree, learn to use weather prediction software or, or a weather station. If you want to race in a heads-up class, there's Top Door Slammer, 
right? There's top alcohol. There's classes there for you. You can go and build a car to suit those classes. If you want to race out the back door, there's index classes. Mm. You know, you've got all the super stock classes. You've got the comp. If you want to build a twin turbo car, there's there's classes now for you to run. They've got the the double A altered production turbo. Is that what it's called? You know, there's classes there. Like, you're whinged about it. you got your classes, and now none of no, you are running it. You know yeah. why? Because you actually have to have a fast car to be competitive. And, you know, like, this, the thing, this is like the supercharged Outlaw deal, right? I think it's a cool class. I've got a lot of customers that run in Outlaws. But when it came out, I, was, I, I said openly, this is going to have an effect on comp, right? Because... You know, and now they've made it even worse. Oh, the door slammer guys don't want to run comp. They want to run their own door slammer series. And then they wonder why well, there's only like four cars in comp. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, stop letting them dictate. You're the promoter. That's your job, right? They're the racers. If they don't like it, what are they going to do? Stay home. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're still going to race, and they're eventually, they'll whinge about it for a while, but they'll eventually mm. get with the program and they'll run. And, you know, it worked before. I mean, how many times did you go to Ravenswood and you couldn't get in? Hmm. They sell out. Yeah. You know? The Motorplex used to sell out. That meeting where Capirus ran the six, Hmm. I keep talking about it because it it just was the typical meeting that we used to see here, you know? And we've got video footage to prove it. Because if you don't have it on video and you don't post it on Facebook, it never happened. Speaking of that, I actually posted a video that I did in 2010 at the Western Nationals. Even the crowd there was huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. 2010. Yep. Mm. Yep. And what was it like at the last meeting? Mm, not good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, not good, not because we, we have watered it down. Yeah. We've yep. watered it down. We've got a lot of really good teams. We had fantastic teams running mm. from over east. You know, like huge efforts all of them to make the trek over here to WA. Yeah. Right? Um, the sport is moving like you go to those regional tracks, which I've done. You go to Adelaide, right? The Andrew tracks. It's it's pumping, man. People yeah. are getting into it. You know, you put a decent race car for sale now, it's in Adelaide within weeks, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the potential is there for growth. But if you keep them just appeasing people mm. because, you know, they don't want to... The, the reality is, right, that the reason we have these classes now and they're not real classes, they're pretend classes. Because, like, if, hey, man, if, if we had radial cars going 370... Heck, if we had radial cars going into fours to half track, right, I would think it was a cool deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we don't, okay? We don't. And, and people argue, oh, yeah, but our rules are different. You need to have rails. There's cars with rails running in the 380s mm. in the US. Is yep. there not? Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're correct, yeah. Yep. You know, so that's not a it's not an argument that you can put forward. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you guys are really that into the radial racing, well then buy a car from the US that's run the numbers. That's mm. all I can I can really say. But yes, if if someone said, Yeah, we're gonna run two three fives, heck I'll put twenty six inch bicycle tires on my car and race. Mm. You know? Yeah. But but don't expect me to get excited if we don't have a set of rules that make sense where there's parity you know I I feel sorry for um, Kevin every time he runs that car because you know I know that I I told him heaps of times let's bottle that thing up because it'll go deep into the eights easy easy you know what I mean Um, and at least then it'll kind of be you know a bit more 
competitive. And then if you throw, all right, so it's a V8 with a power adder, right? Let's then throw the weight deal into it and give him a tenth for every hundred pounds. Well, he's probably going to have a very competitive car. Yeah, yeah. You know? So... It's a good buy, actually, his car. How much is he... Oh, I'd rather not say on here, but... Okay. But it's good Was well, he advertised it? Yeah, it's on... It's on. It's it's out there. But. Well, if he's advertised it, then he's obviously said the price in the ad, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he has, yeah, yeah. No, you can find it on the internet. Oh, I'll tell you later. Jesus. It's a good buy. You couldn't build half of that car for what he's selling it for. Not even half. Thanks, Gavin, for your question. Moving along, Michael, should Simon take me for a lap in the Camry? I don't know. She? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure we can organise that. We, we, you, you, you know what? The extra weight on the passenger side probably helps, helps help, help that uh, wheel spin. All right, here we go. John, sir. John actually asks us, if you're going down a river at five mile an hour and you your canoe loses a wheel, how much pancake mix will it take to re-shingle your roof? Or does it have to be car-related? Should I stick with leaves or go four link? You got me thinking, Simon. You've obviously spoken with John about his. Oh, I, that's I, I that's think... long roof, John. That's asked that question. Oh, rightio. Well, look, the pancake mix. You're probably going to need about a half a kilo. He's put some thought into that because I reckon. <laughs> I reckon a half a kilo, but you make sure you let it set. All right, it's very important that it sets. Um. The four link versus the leaf spring deal. Uh, you know, I, me, I don't really, I'm not biased one way or the other. Uh, I think that you can get, and, and John has gotten leaf springs to work, you know. Um, I think this is more to do with the tyre size deal. And at the end of the day, uh, if you're going to cut the car, then... The four-link is, you know, the way to go. If you're going to put tubs in it, that's the way to go. Uh, His argument is that um, he doesn't want to chop the rails, right? Mm. Uh, But you still got to make a lot of the componentry to relocate the springs. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a hard deal. If If you were class racing... You know, so you're building a car for Mod Street or something. Well, I don't even know now. I heard that the Mod Street cars are allowed four links now, which, oh, okay. you know, which makes them pro-mod with a small tyre. But anyway, <laughs> well, that's what is, you know, not, no, pro-street, pro-street with a small tyre. If you're building it for a class, then the leaf spring. Uh, but if you're not, four-link it, man. Just get it done. There you go, John. Just that's just put a four-link in it. That's done an XD wagon for those that don't know. Anyway. Craig asked a question that will probably take two hours to answer, but I'm, I'm going to answer it on your behalf. Are you racing at this Street Outlaws event that's on the Motorplex calendar? No, we are not, Craig, because that event has been cancelled. Yeah. And that's and, from and, Ray and, himself. And that may... There is a rumour... The May 23rd. Yeah, there is a rumour that that's been cancelled because some WA racers are going to that radial event. Yeah, but they don't conflict, so I don't understand. No, they do conflict because it's a series. Oh, okay. Right? And the second round, if they've got their cars over in Queensland, they're not going to be here. Look, in fairness to Ray, I want to answer, because I've spoken with Ray about this. This is Ray Treasure. He's answered this question. He, he He can't get the numbers to make it happen. 
simple as that. So, Craig, if you think... So, so what he's saying is that because a couple of guys are going to be in Queensland... But he didn't say that. Well, that's what he's saying. Because I, I, I'll guarantee you, I'm, I'm going to put the call out now, if you want the 23rd of May event to happen, right, then start posting stuff on uh, the Motorplex's Facebook page because I reckon that you'll easily get the numbers. I mean, just Jesse and uh, just the guys that ran at Cash Days, mm. you know. The, I mean, J- Jesse's been ringing me flat out saying that, like, is, is it on? Is it on? What can we do to make it happen? He actually said that we should run an event ourselves. Look, in fairness to Ray, I, I feel like we're throwing him under the bus, but in fairness to Ray, Ray said to us, if we want to run an event, even on a Wednesday night, and we can get the numbers together, he'll keep he'll give us two lanes, staging lanes, that is, and then when we want to run them through, we run them, they'll, they'll shut off the other cars and run us through. So... The, the, the offer's there. Yeah, I know. To, and, to but run it, this, it, it really, this event, but it's up to us. It to comes down it. to whether we want to be, and and you know, I'm going to be very open about this. It comes down to whether we want to be promoters or we want to be competitors, right now. Um, well, I'm not. Me, a com- I'm not a competitor. No, but but I. You are. You know. Well, I haven't raced for a long time, but I'd like to get back into mm. uh, racing and this kind of thing. I, I think it suits me because. Uh, I think that more people connect. Look, the whole reason the Top Door Slammer was such a great class, and and I use the words was mm. right, was because people could relate to those cars. Yeah, right, yeah, definitely. Um, when the Studebakers came out, it kind of you know, then the Saratoga came out, and people were going, "What the?" Even the Mustangs and Camaros that are coming out now, they look like pro stock cars. Mm. They don't look like. You know, Zap's car still looks like a HQ. Mm. Victor's car used to look like a 57 Chev. Mm. You know what I mean? You can relate to cars like that. You know, so I think that whatever we do, and this is why I really like Poe Tung's deal, Mm. right? Because he's bringing that old door slammer back. It's like steel roof and quarters, boys. Mm. So um, whatever we do, we've got to make it so that it appeals to the crowd. Now... If you were going to sit down and make it so that everyone was happy, you'd end up with one class for every car. You would. Because that's the only way you're going to come up with a set of rules. Because this bloke, he's going to say, oh, the motors need to be uh, no bigger than this big, and but the turbos can be this big. And then the other guy over there, he's going to be like, no, 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 you should allow this size because all LS strokers are over 400 cubes. I'm going to sound like a tape recorder, but that's what Ray said as well. He goes, well, we can't come up with a set of rules that will appease everyone. But he goes, if you want to take that on, you got to knock yourself See, out. See, and that, that's, that's the thing. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, but that should be the reason. He should openly say that, that there's that many whinging bastards in WA that have got drag cars that are supposed to be street cars when they're really just super sedans with license plates screwed onto them. Mm. Half of them aren't even registered, right? That I couldn't possibly consider running this style of event because everyone's going to whinge, mm. you know? And, and this is where Poe's gone, you know what, boys? Here's the rules. <laughs> Steel yeah. roof and quarter panels. Run well, he's, run. Put, he's put it open to public commentary. And I've actually con- tried to contact Poe today, but I've probably left my run a bit late. But, but that, that, is, that is how the street outlaws, that's what they've come up mm. with. Because I don't, I don't think that the drag challenge cars, uh, not drag challenge, sorry, drag week cars, um, now with these pro mod cars, I don't think that's really, 
in the spirit not, of nah. you know what I mean? Nah. The the VIN number thing, you know, it kind of like you can argue that point. It's got to have a VIN number, right? Yeah, but how many VIN numbers are actually off that car? Yeah, that that's what I mean. I'll go go get a wreck. <laughs> that's just a joke. but but that's a joke. You know, they still anyway. So, but it, but I I would like to take it all the way the other way. See, and and I'm not the only one that feels this. Once again, it's the 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 silent majority, mm. right? You got the noisy minority that are all happy because they're they're at the the top end in terms of the numbers. Mm. You know, they're running the quick times, right? But then you've got the people that are kicking back and there's a lot of us that are going, you know what, the rules should be like this. They should be, the car should be mostly steel, right? Mm. You know, the bonnet, the the reason you have a fiberglass bonnet is because you can get it out of the way so you can work on the engine. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you just lift it off yeah. and it's out of the way. The reason you have a fiberglass boot is because you don't want to be ginning around filling your tank up, you know, when there's a boot. Mm. in the way you know what i mean so and the bumpers no one wants a cart you know two ton of steel on on an old school car right the new cars have got plastic bumpers mm. so what difference does it make if you got fiberglass ones on an old car yeah you know yeah so that's why well, i reckon that that should be the untubbed right should be standard suspension and if it came out for tirana you can box the arms right if it's a, a XD leaf spring, XE box the arms. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like factory-style suspension. No aftermarket four links, whatever. The IRS guys, I think that they should be allowed to have some levity mm. because they're dangerous. The factory arms are dangerous. They fold them up, right? So maybe you put a weight break on, on... I'm sure that the guys that are running four links in the Commodores that have replaced the IRS... They would agree to that. But mm. then you come into another problem. So these guys have got to add weight. Have they got the facility to add weight? Some of them are already going to be heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you could come up with a set of rules that is going to work. But I think there's going to be a lot of cars that think they're going to go down there and donkey stomp everyone, that their cars aren't going to be legal because their cars are a lot lighter than you know what would be considered... Uh, like I think 3,500 pounds is a good weight, like a mm. good base weight. You know, I think the old X275 rules were a good set of rules. Yeah. You know, because they kind of went, they took Mod Street back to where Mod Street started. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's going to be very difficult, and and I don't know that. I, I think that you're going to have a lot of sooks that are going to go, oh, you know, and and that's that's the deal. So maybe maybe there is a way of doing it. Maybe you throw some weight on them if they run four links, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some tough cars out there, Nick. That, that uh, you know, I know I've mentioned his name a couple of times tonight, but Jesse Murphy's Ute, mm. right? Four-door Rodeo Ute, mm. okay? He went 890 and, and he was off it. Like, he, he basically shifted into third and lifted, right? Because he, he didn't realise how quick... That thing there would probably go... And, and this is where he was at with the tune at that point, right? Probably go an 8, 860, 850, maybe an 840, yeah, right? right? And that's a four-door Rodeo, you know what I mean? And he drives that car from Perth to Mandra. That regularly is ridiculous. He drives it every day, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's and I think... 
that's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's a six cylinder. Hmm. So when you look at that thing, and it's not light, it's, it's still got the Rodeo chassis. You know what I mean? He didn't. He's left that. He's put a, a um, cross member in and attached a four link to the cross member. So it's not light. Yeah. When you look at that, you sort of go, all right. Well, you know that guy there should be allowed to run less weight because it's a six cylinder. Mm-hmm. It's not a V eight. Um, yeah. All right. Put a little bit back for the four link. But then you look at the numbers and you go, dude, how many cars? are going to whinge. And he's run that on radials. Yeah. He's run that. He went down on a Wednesday night and ran it, mm. you know? So parity is the, the key. And, and really, it's not up to me. If I'm a racer, right, if, I, if I'm someone who wants to compete, I'm not the one that should be talking about the rules. Someone, a promoter, needs to sit down and go, well, this is what I reckon, and then put it out for public comment. Mm. Um, but the reality is because of, of the... You know, you got to understand, drag racing is probably one of the most ego-driven sports on the planet. Mm, definitely. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to start playing with people's egos and they're going to get upset really easily and mm. they're going to sook and cry and whatever, right? So you're going to get a lot of people that aren't going to go to the event just because, oh, you know, whatever, right? And you get a lot of people that that are going to want to sway the rules their way. Mm. Like... like Superstock is a classic example of that. Everyone that's on the Andrew committee in WA is trying to get the rules changed to change to to favour themselves, and and it's a bit like the Hector Rana story, right? Mm. So, I, I, look, I'll put the challenge out to our listeners: anyone that thinks that they can come up with a set of rules that will fit the streetcar uh, deal that we've got going on now, right? Um, you know. Come forward with a set of rules, and we'll we'll uh, we'll put it out there. And um, mm. and if you don't want your name mentioned, send us a private message. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't send it to me. Send it to Talking Power. Send it to Talking Power. Yep. Yep. Uh, or myself on Facebook. Yeah. Dechembre on Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah. So. You know, we did run an event at Ravenswood many many years ago, and the way it worked was, um, we used the qualifying times as an index, right? So. If you ran 10.0 and I ran 9.0 in qualifying, you got a second um, on the tree to me, right? Mm. And then let's say you ran uh, 9.0 on your 10.0 index. The next round, your index became a 9.50. Yep. So they halved it, which is how the super stock uh, system works. You could do something like that, but you would also have to have uh, some way of, of making sure that they weren't sandbagging. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it would be easy to sandbag, have a big index advantage, and then, mm. you know, run quicker and quicker every every pass. But I don't know. It's an interesting one. Next S- question. Speaking of indexing, this is more of a, this is a statement, not a question. This is from Frank. Far too many automatic classes in super stock. Well... Frank, just put an auto in yours as well. I've worked on this this, this, he's this got gentleman's his... car. He's got a manual. It's... He's, put an he's, auto he's in He's got his engine front. for sale. Well, that is dirt cheap. I know. That I know. is dirt yeah, cheap. The car's I... for sale too. Yeah, I know. And it's a fantastic car. You know, I've told a couple of racers that uh, were looking to step up mm. to, you know, that is the car that I would buy. You know, that was the first. For those of you that don't know, uh, Frank's got a um, X-Pro stock Mm. Uh, Camaro and it was the first naturally aspirated car like overall altered 
everything, car, thing with four wheels, dragster, <laughs> first naturally aspirated car in Australia, right? So first thing on four wheels, naturally aspirated, to run a six, mm. right? And it held the record for quite a number of years, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, beautifully built car. Mm. Is it a Haas car? Yeah, it's a Haas car. Yeah, one, it's a yep. ge- genuine Jerry Haas car, mm. and it's the very last of the gas legal pro-stock mm. cars. So the difference between a gas car and an altered production or pro-stock car is a gas car needs to have uh, factory roof and quarter panels, yeah. right? So that would mean steel in most cases, but that particular model Camaro came with a carbon fibre roof from factory. So it has the factory carbon fibre roof, the factory quarter panels, it is gas legal. And I reckon it's a brilliant car. It's got electric shocks, got data logger, Mm. um, but the engine in particular, okay, so, you know, we always hear about the bang for buck, the LSs, right? Um, I saw the ad today. One of my customers showed me and he asked me what I thought of it. And I said, dude, this is a steel, right? 358 cube makes 900 plus horsepower, right? 20 grand. Mm, yeah, yeah. How are you going to build anything? No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Not yeah. naturally aspirated. Mm. Forget it. You know? I, I keep telling Frank, just, just keep it, put an auto in it and race it yourself. As far as the classes go, they run on different indexes anyway. Mm. You know? So, um, I mean... I don't, I don't think that there's enough super stock classes, personally, hmm. right? Uh, the only thing that I think is important is that we we do uh, use the hierarchy system. So if a class that's lower runs quicker, then the quicker classes uh, index and record needs to be reset to, you know, a minimum. Yeah. It has to, yeah. you know. Uh, but I would, I would encourage uh, people you know, that have weird combinations that don't want to run in super sedan to put together a rule proposal, give it to Andra and get their cars uh, or, you know, their combination in super stock. Just the same as uh, Jeff and Jamie Chasty did with the LSs. They were the ones that, that got the LS their own HMS, mm. I believe is the class, um, their own class in super stock, um, just like, you know the, the rotary guys did mm. and so on and so forth so if you do that then you don't have to do this dial-in racing and you can try and run a pb every pass and that's the whole principle yeah. of super stock and comp yeah. eliminator racing yeah final question on our facebook feed here have you had any further information about the ever-changing rules for registering a car with a modified engine and the 185 kilowatt per ton rule. Um, so, no is the answer, but... Yeah, so uh, there has been meetings between the Street Machine Federation mm. and um, the uh, Minister for Transport. Right? Um, I don't know what's come of it, yep. but I will say this. Uh, there, there was a push for the South Australian uh, Minister which was Labor, mm. right, under the Wetherill government, to um, uh, meet with our minister, which is... Uh, Rita. Yeah, Rita Safiotti, um, and come up with a set of rules that followed the South Australian system. Uh, now that there's been a change of government in South Australia, all those brilliant rules that they uh, mm. brought in may well be scrapped, 
So they they had a $70 registration for street machines on a logbook, Mm. right? You don't know what's going to happen, whether that's going to go. Yeah, You know, so um, I... When I hear more, I will uh, pass it on. But at Mm. this stage, I'll be honest, uh, the reason that uh, I haven't made any noise about it is because sometimes you better just keeping your mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, we had a bit of commentary about that, so we've we've sort of not come off it, but now, yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, no. Is that it? Is that all the questions? Yeah, that's all the questions. That's our last one. I'm just going to reply here on Facebook to everyone and say thanks. We have done our best to answer all your questions. So, so um, you know, with all this talk of racing and, and uh, travel and so on and so forth, uh, people coming from uh, overseas, America mm. and um, uh, the eastern states coming to Perth have to go through our airport, right? And uh, I don't know if you're aware about this, but um, there has been some major changes to the Perth Airport. So, for those yeah, of you I've seen that, that today on the news, yeah. So, for those of you that that um, ha- have been to Perth in the past, we had one terminal, which was the international terminal, mm. and then we had the domestic terminal. Okay, so if you go right, right back to like when Nick and I were kids, it was all in one place: international yeah. and domestic. You had uh, one section that was international, one section was domestic. Had those beautiful swans that we used to go and mm. feed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed the swans. <laughs> um, and then they split it, right? Yeah. And then during the mining boom, the uh, domestic terminal got a bit cramped. So they started these uh, terminals uh, that were like satellite terminals, yeah. you know, skippers, aviation, so mm. on and so forth. Um, then it got a little bit confusing because we had some domestic uh, terminals at the international mm, airport. That's correct. Yep. That's right? where we're at now, basically. No. Mm. No. Well. So what's happened now? <laughs> and and anyone that needs to catch a flight, I urge you to check what terminal your plane is leaving from, right? Because what's happened now is and and it makes perfect sense and I'll get I'll get to why it makes perfect sense. So they have extended, right, part of the domestic terminal. Mm. Okay, to accommodate the new direct flight to London. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Right. In doing that, they've had to move some domestic flights over to the international terminal. Mm. So right now, Perth Airport, if you go there, where it used to say domestic terminal, Mm. (laughs) the sign's gone. (laughs) And where it used to say international terminal, the sign's gone. So... There is no structure to where the only thing that you know for sure is that all the Qantas uh, flights leave from the Qantas terminal. That's correct, yeah. That's correct. But aside from that, you don't really know where the flights are leaving from. Well, Virgin (laughs) Regional is still leaving from T2. Nick knows this because it's the only one he uses. Yeah, I use... I I go to the airport a bit. Well, look, I went searching for an explanation for this because I thought, well, if you're flying to London direct, wouldn't that be an international flight? Well, yes, logically. Logically it is. So why wouldn't you... the international terminal. That's a good question you asked. That I don't know okay. the answer to. And I know the answer. The answer is Kevin Brown, mm-hmm. right? He is the CEO of the Perth Airport. Yep. And he's Irish. 
And there is your answer. 100%. So I'm sure that for all our Irish travellers, it makes perfect sense. Mm. But for the rest of us, just check your ticket, whatever terminal it gets, whatever it says on there, just get down to that terminal with ample time. Yeah. Make sure you have ample time. That's true. <laughs> yep. Hey, just a quick update on the XY then. What what do we... I guess we need to discuss what we're doing with the XY. Is it still all systems? Yeah, it's... Yeah. It, okay, so this is where we're at, right? Um, this is a long podcast, this one. For our if, it is what it is. It is and you like know that. what? Nick, on the way here, Nick was telling me, I don't know if we've got enough content. Yeah, no, you know, I said that. And then that's why I thought of the question time. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so where we're at with the XY, okay? So... I've I've got the blower back, mm. right? I've dummied it up, mm. okay. As as you'll see on the videos, I drew on AutoCAD a idler bracket, and we got it cut, and then we hand finished it because I'm half analog, half digital. <laughs> and we've got to do things like that, and it fits perfect. Um, but when I designed it. Because, you know, we've got a blower off of this and the engine's from here and this is that and the other, uh, I didn't bother to check the blower belt length, right? So, um, that thing's got like a 13.9 or 14 mil. They're the pulleys that hmm. I, I found lying around. Um, Justin Taylor actually had them, right? And uh, I've put it all on and measured the belt. Now I'm thinking, oh, it's just a toothed belt. You know, I should be able to get one off CBC. Nah, nah, you can't just get one from CBC. So it looks like I need a 1700 belt, right? Okay. So that's the length, okay? Yep. And I don't think that, well, I know for sure that such a thing doesn't exist, right? So 1692 is the off-the-shelf measurement, mm. right? Okay, so... Um, I don't know that that's going to fit because the idler hits the distributor, okay. right? So, so we've run into a bit of a... Okay, <laughs> run into yeah, a, just picturing that in my head. Yeah, yep, yep. Run into a slight design flaw, my fault entirely, right? So 1750 is the next size up, yep. okay? Now, um, I rang the Danini boys, right? And they're the agent mm. for... for um, I forget what the, the brand was. Gates, is it? No, it's not Gates. It's okay. definitely not Gates. Yeah. Yeah, they're 8 mil and they're 1,600, that belt yeah. you're looking at on okay. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's not Gates. It's a new brand of blower belt. They're really cool blower belt. They're red mm. um, on the inside and they're really awesome construction. They look like a really good thing. Um, so he was emailing the manufacturer to see what was available. I'm going to find out in the next couple of days. If not, I have to take a gamble and order a belt from the US. Now, now I had a belt that was roughly the right size mm. and uh, I've loaned it to someone. So if you're that person that I loaned it to, do you think you could drop it back? <laughs> because <laughs> you know, I need it. it is. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, I didn't realise how expensive these belts were, mm. right? So they're about... Uh, close to four hundred dollars US. Wow, yeah, for okay. for a belt, right? So we've got that problem. Okay, mm. um, as far as everything else goes, uh, my biggest problem at the moment is just time. I I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but at the moment, 
I've got an altered that uh, we're nearly finished, and that is racing this weekend. Oh, wow. Right? So it's going to go right down to the wire, and uh, Brian from Outlaw Performance needs the car back to finish, mm. you know, plumbing it and a few other bits and pieces. So I've had to, on this particular car, I've had to t- change it from handbrake to footbrake. Yep. Uh, make a footrest and, you know, all the pedal assembly and all that stuff, mm. make it all work somehow. Yep. Um, fit the uh, EGT um, sensors to it. Uh, make battery mounts for it because it, it had a weirdo setup. Uh, trans cooler mounts um, fit, uh, make engine plates uh, fit motor and trans you know the list goes on like um, you know brake lines blah 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 etc so it's uh, it's just kind of dragged on and dragged on and dragged on and yeah we're sort of running out of time so I've got that that on the on the burn I've got um, without exaggerating I must have at least 10 transmissions on the go at the moment Mm-hmm. Waiting on some bits and pieces for those. We actually just got a shipment of parts in today. Yeah, okay. Um, so I need to get all this stuff out of the way just so we physically got room to work on it. Mm. Um, so we've yeah we've got to get together again. Uh, in amongst this, I'm still juggling being a new dad. Yeah. And um, you know, so look, it'll get done when it gets done. Mm. Um, last time we put ourselves under immense pressure to try and get the Camry finished in time. And, um, you know, we just basically bit off more than we can chew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do that. It gets mm. done when it gets done. Mm. I still want to get it going because yeah. I think it's going to be it's going to be good for It'd a laugh. Cool. And yeah. you know, th- there's going to be some really uh, cool videos mm. uh, that are going to come out of this. Um, but particularly, uh, you know, the the way we make the little bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, We'll get there, um, and you know all all the people that uh, I spoke to Grant from Performance Turbocharging mm-hmm. uh, Turbocharger yep. today. He um, he was uh, uh, having a bit of a chuckle about the whole um, the, the Camry oh, yeah. you know, yep. deal. Had, had a lot of really really positive mm. um, feedback. You know, um, I, I'm sure that that guy with the BMW has probably got a hit out on me. <laughs> I could not believe how expensive those cars are. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well. I don't really follow the market on that I, BMW, I just didn't. But... I didn't think anyone would pay yeah. that sort of money for a car, mm. you know? If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the, we've released episode four of the Camry Bill. That's on YouTube and Facebook. So get on and, and watch that. And please, for goodness sake, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. If you can, that'd be great. We're, the views are going well, but we're not getting many people subscribing. So, yeah, it's because you need to have a YouTube account to subscribe. Yeah. I just <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So the, the first video of the XY... Yeah, that'll be out in probably a week's time, I'd say. That's okay. been cut. Right. I've just got to do the recut and yep. as, per your, as per some of the changes that we wanted. Got a new sponsor on board as well, Sean Tapper from Taps Race Pipes. So he's come on board to help us out with either the Camry. You know, you know how we um, often talk about, uh, you know, Eddie mm. running the eight one back in the day, and and how he had the the cool guys. And it's funny that we all went off yep. like from that original group. We all went off and started our own 
businesses. Mm. Um, so Tony Arachi, Arachi Automotives, yep, yep. right? Well, Sean Tapper was the one that uh, mini-tubbed the Commodore. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, there you uh, go. Jeff Black yep. was the one who built the roll cage. Yep. Um, so, yeah. It's, They're uh, all successful guys in their, their, their vocations, yeah, uh, aren't Yeah, that's uh, uh, Black Magic Race yeah, Cars. Me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're doing some great work as well. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, you know, yeah, it's pretty. Like, yeah. When you think about it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know. So thanks for Sean for coming on board. Um, also thanks to Shift Kits Australia, WA Suspensions, Benzene Detailing, All Fast Torque Converters, Monster Talk, great video that you pointed me to the other day of of their premises. Rob definitely is is uh, one of the guys at the uh, the cutting edge. Mm, of, definitely. You know. Yeah. Um, Overboost as well, Mac One Air Conditioning, Challenge Batteries, OTR Tires, Performance Turbos, CRD Nitrous, and the guys at SCM Performance. So that's it. We're we're done. Yep. Feel sorry for anyone who listens to the whole lot. <laughs> All right. So question time's been a big hit. I um, we'll have to do that every once a week or once every two weeks when we record. So. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and please get onto our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, like it, share it, and yeah, if you can push those video, the subscription up, that'll be really appreciated. Thanks, Simon, for coming in. Thanks for having me, Nick. No worries. We'll see you soon. See you on the street. See ya. stresses all characters and events on this podcast even those based on real people are entirely fictional all celebrity voices are impersonated poorly we do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers